Hey friends, welcome back to Points for Jesus. This is episode five, which is kind of cool. I say that every single time, but I still think it's cool every single time. But this time I'm really excited because I have a few friends with me, my friends Alexa and Eric. And I met them both. We already know Alexa. She was here on our second episode of Points for Jesus. And Eric here is a good friend of mine too that I also met while I've been here. I've only known him for four months, so yeah. We just meet lots of new friends. It's so fun. Anyways, I will have them go ahead and like introduce themselves, but I'm just so grateful that they are here and willing to talk about what we have planned today. I'm grateful that you're here again. <laughs> I'm grateful to be here. Awesome. And I'm Eric. I'm from Houston, Texas. And um, I was honestly really grateful for the opportunity to be here. I've heard these episodes before. I think they're really cool, and I'm glad I became a special guest for this one. Yeah. Well, you guys both know how this goes. You've heard me talk about it quite a bit, but I'll just kind of put the question out to you again. And Alexa, I mean, of course, just kind of adding, like, maybe just what you've been able to see. Um, we know that I we love to talk about the fundamentals of what it means to be Christ-like. We you know what that really looks like. So, I mean... It's kind of asking me the question, like, how do you feel like you've been able to simply live like Christ? Well, personally for me, how I think I've been able to live like Christ, one of the big things is repenting. And I say that because, of course, we know Jesus Christ was perfect and he never made mistakes. But there's a reason they always ask us to repent daily. And we repent so that we can be forgiven of our sins and be made holy again. And that's what Jesus Christ is, a true holy being. And through repentance, it's the best way, one of the best ways, to connect with him and his atonement. I know that because I've seen in my own life how there are moments where I think I mess up or I'm not good enough or I can't figure something out well in one of my classes maybe or with friends or whatever. But every time I repent and I turn to him in prayer, I realized that those things are part of my progression and part of my journey in being more like Christ. I love that. And I think that's really important to, I think too often we kind of forget what that this journey really looks like. And I, I think it's so cool that you did bring up repentance because I think it's something like we all know and like we kind of just, I feel like we almost look over though. Like we forget that we can better ourselves like we know that but like you can better yourself like you can try again like it wasn't just something that jesus christ you know he was like yes yeah, so like you can repent and become better and we're like oh cool thanks but it's like are you actually using his gifts like you actually remember like you can be better he's gonna allow it he wants you to be more like him and repentance is i think sounds so scary like when you hear repentance like instantly i feel like we think we hear repentant and that means we did something wrong Instead of turning into like, okay, so what can I do better? I mean, really changing our mindset to be able to see that this is now the opportunity we have to come closer to Christ and not steer further away from Him. For me, I know in the second episode I talked a lot about prayer, and I feel like like repentance truly better focuses our prayers and knowing and asking for things that we want and thanking and truly like acknowledging what we have. And what we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. And prayer and repentance, aren't really, they really do. They yeah. go hand in hand together. Yeah. Being able to have that communication with the Lord 
and be able to tell him like, okay, like this is what's going on, right? This is what I'm thinking, this is what happened. And being able to be honest to him. I mean, yes, of course we know that, right, to fear God, but in a respectful way. But also to know that he is so loving that it's, it is okay to come to him because that's how we do so through prayer. And to be like, hey, I, I messed up, right? Because here's the thing, he's going to forgive you. He's not going to be like, ah, I've already forgiven you enough times. Like, this one won't cut it. No, like that's, that's not who God is. That's simply just not who he is. God is going to forgive us, and he, we are able to do so because of his son, Jesus Christ, right? That repentance is allowed to come through our life, even over the simplest things. Like, I mean, honestly, I've probably made like a thousand mistakes just today. Like, I'm not perfect. I already know I have. But at the end of the day, it's so reassuring to know that I can get down on my knees, and I can talk to my Father in Heaven and be like, hey, Right, I, I'm sorry for what I've done, right? Please forgive me for my shortcomings because I know I already have them. And to know I can feel this overwhelming love that he has for me, to know that he has forgiven me and that I can become better, even over the little things. And how reassuring is that for my like for, for everyone yeah. to know that? Like that is true. Like you will be forgiven and it will be okay. We don't have to dwell on it. Well, and like through prayer, I feel like a lot of times, especially for me, I look back and I realize like in retrospect, wow, I did miss that opportunity. Wow, I was being ignorant. Like, wow, I was kind of a little bit more rude than I anticipated, you know. Yeah, and I I always like to think that typically people don't like repenting or think it's not the greatest. Like what you said, it was scary because... They think they're not worthy but something that i always love to listen was this talk by brad wilcox that's called worthiness is not flawlessness and a lot of times we think oh yeah that makes sense but i've seen how everybody you me whoever no matter what you've done you can always and will always be worthy of jesus christ and that's the purpose of this plan to Turn to him, no matter what happens. Because like you said, he will forgive us, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we can be honest here. We know that we all go through times in our lives, I know I have, right, where it's, where it's hard. We, we know that's true, and we're told that by everyone. We know, we know that. But it does become hard. I mean, it's hard to face that truth, you know, but, but what if? What if not me? You know, to isolate ourselves from God. And it makes me think of, you know, the story everyone knows, the very first story we read in the Bible, Adam and Eve. We know Adam and Eve, they were in the garden, right? And we fast forward to the part where they were tempted, right, to eat of the fruit. But I want to focus on the part, like, I just, I thought this was so cool when I learned this. And I learned that, you know, when, once they ate the fruit, they knew, like, they couldn't be in the garden anymore. They already knew that. But what was interesting is what did they do once they found out they ate the fruit and they heard God? What did they do? They hid. They hid from God. And how often can we relate to that? That when we mess up, that we hide from God. We hide from Him because we're embarrassed. Right? We don't want to come to Him because we feel ashamed of ourselves. And then even furthermore, what did they do? They realized that they weren't clothed, that they were naked, and so they had to cover themselves. They were embarrassed again. And even God, once seeing this, he's like, why are you hiding? 
What, what are you doing? What are you trying to do right now? But this is the best part. God didn't tell them how terrible they were, that they messed up, that this wasn't part what he told them. No. He loved them so much that he gave them coats of skin. He clothed them. He says, let me help you. Now I do need you to leave, right? He told them that. He says, but I'm still here, right? This is what you're going to do. He gave them something to rely on. God didn't yell at them, tell them to get out and don't come back. He told them that, yes, they needed to leave, but in such a loving way, in a way that knows that he loves us so much, he's going to call you right back home. God doesn't look at us as we're running away and just let us run. He doesn't just wait. He goes, oh, maybe they'll come back. The whole time, he's so loving that as we're running away, he's continually calling out to us by name, saying, I'm here. Come back. Come back. Just like our parents do when we're running away. They're, they're, right, they're running after us. Let's come back. Come back. He doesn't just watch us. And I think that really, I don't know, that really struck, struck me as something that I wanted to apply more in my own life, realizing that God is calling me back, even when I mess up all the simplest things. He is calling me back and I can come to him no matter how scary it can be. He's right there beside me. It reminds me a little bit of like our self-induced trials that we have that we kind of put upon ourselves. Like, yeah, Adam and Eve chose, willingly chose to eat the fruit. Yeah, they were tempted, but they still chose to do it. And something I've been thinking a lot about is like, how can we know that we did something wrong hide and then have like the audacity to be like why god like why is this happening and how like how is it fair to him that we ask such a simple question and expect such a complex answer and i feel like that's where a lot of people get caught up that's where a lot of people doubt and fear that's where a lot of fundamentals and doctrines are lost because people think that they're left unanswered so mm -hmm. And we fear that silence. We fear that our Father in Heaven thinks less of us every time we make a mistake. But as a matter of fact, every time we make a mistake and turn to Him, He thinks highly of us. Knowing that we're turning to Him makes Him see our, our faith. And when we talk about faith, faith is not just, faith without works is dead. And by going to Him, trying every day, and never giving up, he blesses us. I mean, Jesus Christ carried a cross with every burden that we will ever go through. And with all those burdens, he did it gladly. Yes, it, it, he suffered. Yes, he went through so much. But he would, he would do it anyways because he loves us. And sometimes we doubt too much that. We doubt that he loves us, even though deep down we know that it's true. Our human nature takes over and we doubt. But the best way that I've seen that can really help us to, even if we're doubting, to continue to trust in the Lord, is to just keep going. There's something about um, taking a step forward, even in the face of darkness, that that's when miracles happen most. Like when everything's going against us and we think there's nothing more to do. If we keep going, that's when the miracle happens. That's just a test, one of the many tests in life. And we can all go through it as we turn to Jesus Christ.
That reminds me of, I went to a disciple leadership training here on campus, and they did a rod of iron, like, I don't know, what is it called? Like challenge, where you go find the rod and you follow it to the tree of life. And I realized after, like, the only way that you can truly be lost is if you stood still. As long as you were taking steps, you found the voices and you found your way. Like, yeah, maybe it took others longer or shorter, but as long as you were constantly moving, you were able to find the right thing and end up where you needed to be. I love that. And I think you can find, like adding on to what you, you were saying, Alexa, I think we can find those things in life too. Because God places them in front of us. That's really, I mean, we just need to open our eyes and see it, which is so hard. Like, I'm one to say that. Like, I know it's so hard even for me to see sometimes. But I, I just love how you, that example, you know, to just kind of think about, like, what are, what are we really holding on to? I mean, and I feel like that can be, that question could even be taken, like, two different ways. But, you know, asking ourselves, you know, what is it, like, we really want to hold on to? Are we holding on to what God is giving us or what, he, what we want him to give us? Two very different questions. And I feel like when we are holding on to things that we want him to give us, that's when we get scared, right? It's kind of like the best way, I, I don't know, this is what it makes me think of is when you're younger and you get something you want, like mom says you can pick out anything, and she's not going to stop you. But if you go pick out something that you know she normally would say no to, it's all of a sudden becomes this like, oh, can I really get this? And you're looking for her reaction, trying to figure out. But she's not going to say no. She said anything. She's going to keep her word. So you get that. But how guilty do you feel knowing that like normally she says no? Like you feel, you feel guilty. And you're like, is this right? Like, can I really be doing this? But how different is it when we choose something that we know that is something we, we could pick, right? That has been given to us to, act, to benefit us in the best way possible. And I feel like God, like, he really does, like, place these things that help us grow. But it's like sometimes we're like, yeah, but I have a better idea. It's like, wait, why, why would we think that? <laughs> Hold on, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like really grasping, like, what are we holding on to? What is keeping us from holding on to what God is giving us. Sometimes what's keeping us from holding on to what God's giving us is our pride. A lot of times us thinking that we know what we need or what God knows what we need. He sees more than we see. He sees more of the perspective of what's going to happen next. And we only see what's at what's right in front of us. And because of that, we think, oh, for example, I need... I need this money now so that I can get the things that I need to be happy. But then what God sees is what you can become as you strive and work hard to receive those things. And there's like so many things that we tend to not look past because our, our perspective is limited compared to what our Father in Heaven sees. I, I feel like a lot of times we hold on to things that we think make us happy. And I feel like we cling to the things that make us happy, which I thought a lot about how, like, when we, when we covenant with the Savior and with our Heavenly Father, that He says it's His, his work and His glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And in nowhere 
does it say that I'm going to bring you happiness? Like, happiness isn't promised, but we know that as we fulfill the promises that we make with Him, that happiness will come along the way. And I feel like too easily in this world we cling to the things that make us happy, or that we think make us happy, and the things that instantly gratify. Like, think of like, I bet you a lot of people are holding their phones right now. Like, we think sometimes that these things make us happy. Yeah, we laugh at, you know, whatever might be on the screen or, or anything, or laughing at what our friend texts us, but like, does it truly make us happy? Are we setting our phone aside? I, I really love what you're bringing up, Alexa, and, and kind of just making this go full circle here, but, you know, it really does come back to that repentance, because I think we, we tend to hold on to our favorite sins, is what I assume often. It's so easy to, to get up, and I mean, sin can be a really hurtful word, I feel like, when you hear that, it's like, whoa, like, are you really telling me I'm sinning right now? But, I mean, t- to sin, it simply just means to miss the mark. Yeah. You just missed it. But to miss the mark doesn't mean you get to try again. Repentance. Right? We get to try again. And God is giving us the opportunity to feel happiness, and better yet, joy, over and over and over again. Right? through repentance, through being able to come closer to Him. Repentance is, is, is an opportunity to, to change. That's all it means, is to change, to become better, to become like His Son, Jesus Christ. He's perfect. He's our older brother. He's someone that we can rely on, someone we want to be with, someone we always want by our side. And He's going to give that opportunity to us over and over and over again. He's never going to take it away. Because that's just simply, again, not who he is. He's not going to do that. And there's so many distractions distractions in life. And there's so many, I feel like, opportunities that we feel as if get in our way. So many excuses that we can make. Reasons, if you want to say. But God didn't give up after that. Again, he'll put it in your way. He's going to give it to you. We do need to choose it. We'll have to make that choice for ourselves. Really ask yourself, what is worth holding on to our life? What is it that we really want? Do we want to change? Do we want to be better than who we were yesterday? Who we were maybe a year ago? What are we striving for for now in the future? God wants what we want. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to experience our better selves. And I... And I can say, like, I've seen that in my own life. I've seen the opportunity to better myself so I can be one with him. That's what I want. I know I'm his. Now I just choose to believe it and live that way. Yeah. And it changes everything when we see that God is all around us. And he's giving us everything that we could possibly want. And it's, we can just hold it right in front of us. Yeah. I think you can see that with Adam and Eve. Yeah, they chose to sin, but afterwards they chose to repent. And I feel like like we're, we, right now, are a result of their betterment. Like, we'll, we're always going to make mistakes. But the more we come back, the stronger we can become. And the more blessings happen. Like you were saying, Adam and Eve, now we're here. I mean, all the prophets and apostles and all the men of God of old, from the, from the scriptures, they all had to repent at some point. 
And then I became something amazing. I mean, Alma, Nephi, Joseph, um, Matthew, John, Peter, all these men were not perfect. They made sins, they, they made mistakes. But when they repented, they became stronger, better. And thanks to all those mistakes that they made and the repentance process they went through, we have the gospel, we have the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and we have all these things that bless us in our lives. So it's proof that repentance is part of that plan that God gave us, and if we follow that plan, blessings will always come after. I love that. So I think it's, I think I'm sensing something, and I love to do this, but find an action. Like I feel like we've kind of talked about what we've seen in our own life, what we've been able to do, but I think we need, I think, I would love to just put this into clear words of like, what can we do now? What can we do now? Like we know this, but what can we do now? And I'm thinking, like from what I'm hearing, it's like, we know that God loves us and we have the opportunity to change. And I, I feel as if I would love to invite all listeners to, you know, take the opportunity to see what it is that you can change this week, right? And to bring it to God this time, though. Maybe try something different, and then it's not your choice, right, to do this by yourself, right? Don't, don't find something to change to do it by yourself. Do it with God. Do it with Jesus Christ, because He is the reason that we can change. He is changed. That's who He is. He's going to allow us to do that. He's going to allow us to do it perfectly. We're going to get there. And I... I know for myself, I know Jesus Christ, he brings about change. I've seen that in my life and so many others. And we just have to choose to act on it. We have to choose to do something about that. And I can't wait to see and to hear just what we're able to accomplish because of change. But this time with God. Yeah. Um, A scripture came to my mind um, that I was thinking about earlier. It's Alma 42, 29. And it's like the last half. It says, "Only let your sins, tr- only let your sins trouble you, with that trouble, which shall bring you down unto repentance." Like sometimes I feel like we have to let our sins trouble us, because that's what gets us down on our knees. That's what's gonna humble us. And so, yeah. Yeah, going off of that, like, I, what I would, what we could all do, is just immediately. Get on our knees and talk to him. Let him know how we feel. Let him know what we're thinking. And be 100% honest. And truthful and straightforward in what we think. If we do that, that's how all this that we've been talking about becomes true. And becomes something that, they can, that we can access. Because honesty is one of the first things that... One of the first laws of heaven is honesty and if we're honest we're truthful and we're trying God and Jesus Christ will make the rest they will fill that rest that void that we think we can't achieve and we'll be able to truthfully overcome anything in our lives I just read the next verse I want to read it it's verse 30 it says oh my son I desire that ye should deny the justice of God no more Do not endeavor to excuse yourself in the least point because of your sins by denying the justice of God. But do let the justice of God and his mercy and his long-suffering have full sway in your heart and let it bring you down to 
the dust and humility. And I, I don't know, I just, I just love that. No, I love that. And I love knowing that we can change and become better. And then we can do so, so simply. You know, Christ is the answer, and it's simple as that. We're able to come to him, and we will be perfected just like him. And it's through the simple and things that we do each day, wanting to be better. And that's one thing at a time. It's, we're not, he's not asking us to flip our whole lives upside down, to do everything all at once. He's not expecting you to be someone different tomorrow. That's not what he asked. Just one thing. Even if it starts with just recognizing it. Maybe even just coming to him. That is a change. And he wants that. And I know each of us are capable of it. And it's so great to see how good his glory is in our lives. And how much we can truly rely on him when we, when we see that, when we let him. So I'm excited to see what, go, what happens this week. And I'm excited that just to be able to, I don't know, my own perspective a little bit more. But other than that, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I like both of your thoughts. This was so fun. It's just to talk and just see how easy it is to get those points for Jesus, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Having yeah. Us. Thanks for having us. For me, again, I have double points for Jesus now. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> well, I guess that kind of wraps things up, but I can't wait to hear just how we're all able to change and come closer to God, truly, because there's so many ways that we can do that, and it really is simple. And so thanks for everyone who's listening. I appreciate all of you, and I love you all, and I'll see you next week.